hearing creaks coming from your closet, rustling outside your window. window. Did you hear guttural woots or wood knocks deep in the woods during your last camping trip? Ever seen strange lights in the sky? Ever feel like someone or something is in the room with you? Rest assured, you are not alone. We are not alone. Take a dive into the strange, unusual, and hauntingly true. You've stumbled upon the Line Begins to Blur podcast. Join your host, Chris G., as he explores the paranormal, cryptid sightings, supernatural events, along with a little true crime from the past and present. Hey guys, welcome back to the uh, Blind Begins to Blur podcast. Uh, as usual, I am your host, Chris G., and with me again today is our favorite co-host with the most, Tim Berger. How you doing, buddy? Good morning. Good afternoon, everybody. It's great to be back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's glad to have you back, man. So uh, thanks for joining us again. We're uh, excited to uh, move forward with this podcast today. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Uh, just to kind of let you guys know before we get started, this, this week's uh, podcast is going to be about Albert Ostman. And in case you don't know who Albert Ostman is, just know that at one point he was Bigfoot's bitch. <laughs> yes. So um, as usual, before we uh, dive dive deep in the... Uh, into this chaos that is the albert osman story we're going to go ahead and uh, start things off with our weekly world i'm sorry world we worldly news hey creeps and peeps we here at devil's hide have partnered up with the line begins to blur podcast to offer you sinisterly cool apparel and accessories we are a brand focusing on horror paranormal rockabilly and sugar skull graphic tees and accessories we love all things creepy, geeky, and cheeky, and because of this, we often found it challenging to find cool threads to express our unique taste. We figured we wouldn't be the only ones to have this problem, so we created Devil's Hide Subculture Threads. We have some of the coolest designs and hard-to-find graphic tees in the afterlife. We only offer the highest quality garments available to print on. Now rest assured, not in peace, you will love your gear from devilshide.com. We offer unique men's, women's tees, tanks, and hoodies. We also offer children's sizes for most of our killer designs. Speaking of sizes, our men's slash unisex tees and hoodies are offered in sizes up to 4 and 5 extra large. As a special offer to the Line Begins to Blur podcast listeners, we are offering a special discount code to save 20% off your purchase. Just go to www.devilshigh.com. That's www.devilshide.com and use Blur20 at checkout to apply the discount. Trust me, you will not regret it. Thanks for giving us a minute to share this with you, and we will now let you get back to the podcast. Cheers. Switzerland approves 3D printed suicide pods. You really can make just about anything with a 3D printer these days. Case in point, the technology is now helping terminally ill people end their lives. Switzerland has approved a 3D printer pod that kills its occupant in 10 minutes after activation. The pod is intended controversial practice of human euthanasia titled the Sarco Capsule. The death pod is a futuristic-looking blue coffin with a large window on the lid, and according to Philip Nitschke, the founder of the pod's Australian manufacturer, Exit International, it provides a peaceful, comfortable end to people suffering. It's a 3D printed capsule, activated from the inside by the person intending to die. The machine can be towed anywhere for the death. It can be in an idyllic outdoor setting or in a premises of an assisted suicide organization, for example. Human euthanasia or assisted suicide is a legal practice in multiple countries, such as Switzerland and the Netherlands, as well as some US states. It's intended as a solution for terminally ill people in severe pain and no hope of recovery. So far, the commonly accepted method of assisted suicide is a drug called liquid sodium pentobarbital, 
After ingestion, the patient will fall asleep within five minutes, followed quickly by coma and death. The sarco, however, takes a different approach. After a person enters, they will be asked a few questions to confirm their intent to die out of their own free will. Once confirmed, the patient activates the pod with a single button press. The sarco's mechanism will then begin to flood the pod with nitrogen. The oxygen level in the pod will plummet in 30 seconds from 21% to 1% or less. However, unlike you may think, the occupant will not feel like they're suffocating. There is no panic, no choking feeling. The person will feel a little disoriented and may feel slightly euphoric before they lose consciousness. Death takes place through hip hypoxia and hypercapnia, oxygen and carbon dioxide deprivation, respectively. According to Nitschke, the pod's occupant will quickly lose consciousness within 5-10 to 10 minutes afterwards they will be gone. Nitschke explained the one purpose of sarco is to remove the need for controlled substances from assisted suicide. The second, however, is to give people seeking assisted suicide more freedom in their decision. Currently, a doctor or doctors need to be involved to prescribe the sodium parbentanol and confirm the person's mental capacity. We want to remove any kind of psychiatric review from the process and allow the individual to control the method themselves. In fact, Exit International wants to drop other people from the process altogether. The company has developed an AI screening system that would evaluate the Sarco's user's mental state. Naturally, there are a lot of skepticism, especially on the part of psychiatrists, but the other conceptual idea is that the person would do an online test and receive a code to access the Sarco. One could ask whether doing away with professional psychiatric evaluation is the right thing to do when it comes to people who wish to die, but that's not their call to make and the courts seem to have no problem with the concept. Last year, senior advice on the legality of using Sarco in Switzerland for assisted dying was sought. The review had been completed and they were very pleased with the result, which found that they hadn't overlooked anything and there were no legal issues at all. Exit International is hoping to have the first Sarco unit operating in Switzerland by the end of 2022. They have produced two other pods, but they're not currently in use. The first Sarco is being displayed at the Museum of the Sepulchre Cultural in Kassel, Germany from September 2021 to August 2022. The second turned out not to be aesthetically pleasing, and for that and various other reasons, it's not the best one to use. That seems like a bit of a weird reason, but then again, if you're ending your life in a pod, suppose you'd want to at least do it in a pretty one. All right, Tim, thanks for uh, stopping by again. And uh, what is it you brought us this time to drink before we get into this uh, shenanigans that we're going to talk about here? All right. So uh, it looks like <laughs> I was, uh, I've been dreading this moment for a while. Um, <laughs> I guess we're, we're keeping going down the mead, the mead uh, 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 drink line here. And uh, so we have this, it's a black bottle. It's called Necro, Necro Mango, and uh, it's mango mead with black pepper. <laughs> Sounds delightful. But um, yeah, this this uh, oh, this this sounds rough. I I gotta tell you, I've been kind of dreading this one. So, but it's called um, it's from a company called Bee Nectar, um, and uh, looks. Uh, sure if it's american or not but um yeah it's honey water mango juice concentrate black pepper yeah always nice in a drink and <laughs> some other stuff here but this is gonna <laughs> yeah let me, let me see the bottle real quick yeah absolutely yeah, let's see. okay so just it's, to describe uh, it to you guys to, to dig deep for that one yep it's called necro and it's the <laughs> necro mango con and uh Mango mead with black pepper added. Uh, does, oh, it's six percent alcohol. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but, uh, so, okay. <laughs> All right. At that. Um, I don't even know, man. You know what? Let's uh, let's read the description here. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, by Bean Nectar Meadery. Right. That's the name of the company. Okay. So their description here is: Swallow this. Many oh, years ago, God. a mysterious book was discovered by a group of friends in Fernsdale, Michigan. Okay. The hell is that <laughs> All right. Uh, translations of its contents reveal the recipe for the ancient beverage using mango juice, honey, and black pepper. What they didn't realize was that creating the beverage had dire consequences. 
stricken by fear after its completion the friends try to contain the terrifying forces into this very oh bottle god once opened however no one can say for sure if it can be conquered defend your soul or join us be smart BS smart and i kid you not it does say that on the label <laughs> no that's not a ripoff of evil dead nah well uh we just gave them some free advertising so all right let's see let's cheers let's see what this is black pepper in there your mead uh, okay it's more of a cider than yeah yeah i don't taste mango yeah yeah it's more of a cider than mead. thank god because meat is awful yeah like dude um, i don't even taste pepper like i don't it tastes like a watered down super watery apple cider right it's yeah it, it's it has the smell of beer which is weird did it expire <laughs> yeah is there an expiration date here but Let's um see. yeah this is definitely not disgusting mead like um we've had um all all the mead we've had is disgusting this i'd actually i wouldn't buy it but i i um i this is palatable yeah i this mean <laughs> okay you know like it, it's refreshing i'll say that it is refreshing yeah it's nice and crisp you know? hot summer day you're out there and someone hands you this all right i drink it <laughs> but um yeah don't go out and buy it guys well the, the thing is this i <sighs> Because you never find these in the liquor store. You never find them in CBS. You always have to, like, hunt. Yeah. So it's always, like, Total Wines and More or, or some, you know, those big, like, chains that have this obscure. But I got to say, it's niche. This is probably the best one. I, I, I have to admit, I was I was really dreading this, but I, I have to admit to it. This is actually the best one. I mean, so. and to your point, dude, we're not really meat experts. You know, we're not meat aficionados. I'm sure there's some of you out there that... Who do take mead very seriously? Actually, no. I just thought of that. This is carbonated, right? It does seem like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's carbonated. Yeah. So this is. I don't think this is. I, I don't. I, I mean, <laughs> like you said, we're not meat experts, but I don't think this is real meat because meat is supposed to be disgusting, fermented honey wine. And this tastes. This is. This drinks more like a beer, like a malt. Yeah, I see the carbonation actually. So, um, yeah. Well, uh. I don't know how real mead this is, but I appreciate it because, man, I was dreading this one. Yeah, I mean, okay. So, you know. <laughs> all right. I guess moral of the story, guys. Uh, Necro Mango Con. Pretty so, good. It's all right. It's all right. Um, it, you, you know, they don't expect much. All right. Well, all that good stuff being said, man. So, <clears throat> as we said earlier. So first of all, oh, yeah, sure, sure, it, sure. before we get into that, so uh, tell me a little bit uh, about your week. Anything interesting happened to you? Um, you see, did you see any uh, sightings? Did you go storm uh, Area 51? Nah, man, I just, uh, it's funny, I, uh, I was up in Antarctica and... Uh, what? Yeah, we saw, uh, I, I swear what I could have sworn was an alien body in the snow. Um, You've been watching too much X-Files, bro. <laughs> what? No, actually, no. Uh, there's this YouTube video that I saw that is interesting. They allegedly caught the body. You see the body of an alien Brother. frozen in snow. You know what? I will say, like, I mean, I saw it in passing. I didn't watch the whole video. I didn't, you know, listen to it or anything. Were you yep. drinking meat at the I time? Was, I was. Drink, I was high off of two bottles of Necron Mongo Khan. <laughs> You know, that carbonation had hit the right spot. Uh, but no, I got to say, it, it looked pretty legit. I mean, again, it was quick, so I didn't really pay attention. But uh, I'll watch it, and I'll let you guys know. And uh, I'll, I'll, if you guys do look at the notes or the comments here to the podcast, I'll put the link to the video. You guys let me know what you think. Is it real or is it not? <laughs> but other than that, now, it's just been a regular work week. Um, for those of you that don't know, I work professionally as a uh, graphic and technical designer. Uh, sounds boring and it is but um <laughs> but yeah so uh yeah nothing crazy just work uh things are starting to pick back up you know we're hopefully on the tail end of this uh world endemic thing going on here so uh we can actually start relaxing a little bit and with that being said the one interesting thing um is not too long ago um since our last uh podcast yes. i actually took a trip to mexico man so uh Say what? Yeah, Say what? I mean, yeah i went down down to rosarito and then uh, back through tj back into the states 
um i will say it did it did spur on some interest i know there's a lot of cool stories of uh paranormal shit down there so maybe we got to take a little road trip man oh i'm in i know you're down to go to mexico man mexico is uh funico well for you my friend the worm has turned Mm -hmm. (laughs) in case you guys didn't know i was super paranoid with this pandemic man i um had a rough time with it in the beginning when it first happened so it kind of left me with a little ps ptsd so uh thank you all for uh kind of just uh being uh, patient but yeah i'm back i'm back baby <laughs> so uh anyway how about you tim timberger any any interesting stories you want to share well uh thank you for asking and thank you for having me back on the show again uh i will say this much and um i i know um it's a little bit different for um maybe for latino the latino uh community um but for um easter I don't know what it is, but um, my family seems to think that we're still the family that we had in the 80s. We had about <laughs> 50 people in California. Yeah. Pretty much everybody's moved on or passed on at this point. So there's about eh, five of us left out here in California. Okay. Right? But they still buy a 50 freaking pound ham for freaking Easter. <laughs> oh, shit. So the thing is this now again with with I know with Latinos it's tamales at Christmas right yeah tamales pozole you know menudo that first day that first day of Christmas Oops. hey tamales hey tia thank you hey this is great yeah I haven't had tamales in years and nah, 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 yep. you yep. know the second day yeah 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 right yeah yeah the third day yeah. Like, can uh, we get something else? <laughs> kind of tamaled out. Man. That's when you start putting the tapatio. You start putting the, the freaking uh, uh, cheese. You yep, start putting yep, the chili. Yep. So, yeah, uh, we had like a 900-pound ham, and there's like five <laughs> of us, dude. So I'm like, <sighs> so anyway, Monday. Were you, were you guys like Bubba and Forrest Gump? Dude. Ham fricassee. I was. Ham sw- I'm not even kidding you. I was sweating ham by uh, Thursday. Had the ham sweats. Yeah, and uh, and I, I, if you test my blood right now, I'm probably swine. Positive. Well, I can only imagine what your sodium levels would be, man. Oh my god. So yeah, Monday was like sandwiches, ham and eggs, you know, and then ham fricassee. Like you said, <laughs> it's just, just Tuesday. Ham kebabs. Oh. It, it's hamburgers i i don't know i we need to put the ap apb out uh, with my family it's like yeah we've kind of shrunk now let me ask you was it at least good ham so like you were eating or because you know most people would say like you know swine is good you know bacon's good pork's good you know not to quote the uh john travolta in pulp fiction but you know bacon's good um but i'm just saying like when you have bad ham and you have to sit through days of bad ham that's rough, man. Uh, you, I, the the creativity when you start putting the cheese and it's like, all right, this is cool. How about if I put some Cheerios or some cornflakes in it? <laughs> when you start like getting that creative with it, it's like, all right, now you're stretching. But yeah, I don't think that um, I won't be mad. I, we'll probably have ham at Christmas, and that, about that time, I'll be like, okay, this is okay. It's about time. I man. am not going to be eating ham for a while dude i know that's not the most ufo topic but uh but i think people can relate man we've all had like to your point tamales perfect example you know you have the grandmothers or the tias that make those big (laughs) ass fucking pots to the brim and you're looking at like eight dozen twelve dozen tamales in there and you're a family of three you know and it's just like so you know like Dude, I've gotten real creative Y'all with my. Y'all got some neighbors. Yeah, dude, I'm taking some to work and everything. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you know yep. when your coworkers, your Latino coworkers. Hey, Tim, would you like some tamales? Is you be a big ass bag out? Like, uh, here, take four dozen. Yeah, yeah. I just happen to have these here. Here. That's when. You, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Um, I forgot her name now. Yeah, Becky. That she, my coworker. She she did that this year. Yeah, all of a sudden, the fourth or fifth day after Christmas. <laughs> she had like bags of that i was like oh oh and i knew right like yep. you said i knew yep. right yep. 
Dude, and like I'm saying, I've gotten real creative too. Like, I, like by day four, I'm like, okay, how can yep. I make this different? Yep. So yeah, I split them in half. Tamale sandwich. Spread them open. I'll throw a little enchilada sauce and cover them in cheese. I might make like a tamale. What is that? The, um, like we chicken patty with the ham and the Swiss on top. What is that? Fucking, oh yeah, yeah, uh, I know what you're yeah, talking. Yeah, I'll do that with the tamales, man. Like, dude, you got to get creative with that shit, man. Because after a while, you're like, okay. Now I love. Don't get me wrong. I love me some tamales. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. damn. Okay, now that we've talked twelve minutes, <laughs> tamales, <laughs> tamales and ham. Um, but anyway, yeah. Well, you know, um, I'm sorry to hear you had the uh, ham experience that you had, man. <laughs> you know. Um, but other than that, anything else interesting? No, no, no. Um, that was about it. I just uh, had to get that out of there and uh, let that you. frustration out. I hear you. But I do have one question on topic for you, um, and this will be interesting to see your answer to this. Okay. Um, if, and, and we might be getting in trouble for this question, if you were approached, uh, okay, I, I guess, no, first, let me ask you this. How do, how do you feel about Storm 51, Storm Area 51? How, how do you, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's a good idea, bad idea? Don't do it. Well, from everything that you know that we've heard and read, obviously it's a bad idea because you're gonna get shot on sight and you know, all that <laughs> shit. I mean, but come on, dude. If you keep, if you think about it, I mean, you have the government that's saying like, no, that shit ain't for real, and that's just a regular old Air Force base or whatever. I think, dude, there there is stuff there. I mean, if you go on YouTube, there's a ton of videos on YouTube from YouTubers that have gone to the base, and I guess there's a certain line. You can walk up to this line yeah. and yeah. like you have vans, you have cameras. I mean, you're getting watched and so like, it wouldn't be that hardcore if there wasn't something to guard, right? Obviously there's a mistake. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You can have security. Okay. But you're not going to get threatened on site if it was just like, Hey, you're at the base, get out of here. You know, I'll arrest you. Okay. But do you agree with the crazy? Yeah, we're going to all go in at the same time and overwhelm. And do you agree with that? Or Personally, do you I don't crazy. No, nah, I, I think that's dumb, dude. Because like what's going to happen, what's going to happen is all you're going to do is you're going to make it a very hostile environment. Right. Yeah, and no, I agree, you know, and it's just kind of like, look, man, you know, if you're looking for truth, that's not the way to do it, man. You know, like there, there's a smart way and there's a dumb way. And I think that's the dumb way. See, that's the thing, man. You know, uh, you know, that's that's the main difference. Like those guys are gonna go out there with, um, yeah, yeah, Storm Fifty One, and yeah, we're gonna rush it and all the rest of that stuff. See, it's a little bit different when you're from the, when you're from the hood. Yeah. You just kind of, you know, you like get you kind of hang back and <laughs> you know, like make sure the coast is clear. You kind of like, I was, I was. Get your lawn chair real quick, yep, yep. you know, get your ham and your tamales real quick, get your binoculars, like, hey, mira, look at these guys, they're gonna go, let's watch, man. <laughs> hey, look at these pendejos. <laughs> no mommy's way. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Leroy, man, check this out, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, get, get the phone camera, man. <laughs> Y'all got your Polaroid? <laughs> Let's go, man. I mean, but you think about it smart. Okay, let them get hurt and let them just be the distraction. And then you creep on in behind, man. <laughs> you know, slide on in. Like, you know, hey, nah, man, the janitor. I'm just here to sweep. Oh, okay, go ahead. You know. See? You didn't. You just thought you just touched on something right there. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Uh -huh. It's almost Latinos. We can get into Area 51. You man. know what? That's true. That's yeah, true. Man. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, not to offend nobody, but you know, there ain't no white janitors at the Area 51. <laughs> you know, it's the Tio and the Tia. Oh, man. Throwing good out times. The, good throwing times. out the trash. Well, I'll tell you this much. Um,. Uh, now that we're on the subject, hopefully we can uh, record from the desert, you know, one time. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, do, we, do these microphones have portable capabilities? Um, it would just be power, man, and, and I can find a way. So if it's something you guys really want us to do, you want us to take this podcast on the road, man, let us know. And uh, we'll make arrangements for it. No! Phoenix! Yeah, the Phoenix was, Lights! Yeah, dude, that'd be down. Yeah, we, we should... We should... Um, we should record in the desert of the phoenix light phoenix lights already it's starting to hit me yeah me too yeah, yeah I'm like, hey, yeah. hey um i mean honestly do i think like maybe this summer maybe we'll do the uh, summer of blur and we'll kind of um 
pick a couple locations and you know just kind of sorry last question we'll get to the topic sorry guys so okay since i i that kind of came up um do you believe that phoenix lights was real i do what was your opinion on that how did you feel about it and what i guess you can't hide that stuff right there yeah and you have the same footage from different angles from multiple different people with different backgrounds right you have a ton of people like documenting it and it's kind of hard to like just kind of like talk it away you know i i do believe in it um you know some of it obviously some of the footage if you've seen any of it online you know some of it's a little unbelievable and you can tell it's edited but the majority of it i feel is legit i feel like that was a thing 100 percent. absolutely all right well i'll tell you what uh we'll get we'll get moving on to the next uh, uh the topics here but i will say this we're gonna talk about phoenix lights in the next episode all right let's do that yeah i'm down i'm down i I, um yeah i've I've read a lot about that and i've you know just like you have seen the shows just like everybody else but uh we just decided the next episode yes but seriously though if you guys want us to take this on the road you think the uh, summer of blur might be a good idea let us know tell us where you want us to go where you want us to talk about what you want us to talk about and where you want us to talk from um we'll do our best to kind of you know document it and uh share with you any of the uh interesting stuff around us man so just let us know go to www.thelinebeginstheblur.com to let us know there thanks guys gotta say man this meat is starting to kind of kick in a little bit <laughs> all right all right guys that's so, the best meat ever yeah yeah i mean we just killed off a bottle and it's what it's like morning time it's sunday morning and starting early yeah yep you know what they say start drinking early start hanging over early <laughs> um all right so uh just to kind of let you guys know as i said earlier we're talking about albert osman um he was a canadian prospector who reported that he was abducted by a Sasquatch and held captive for six fucking days. Um, he did state that the event took place near Toba Inlet in British Columbia in the year 1924. So just to kind of give you guys a little backstory here. In uh, 1924, Albert Osman, who was a lumberjack and a woodsman at the time, he went to the area for a vacation. Osman had heard stories about the man beasts from the local natives who supposedly roamed these woods, but he refused to believe them. So they're just tossing these stories around about this. Yeah. Man. Apparently that was like a, you know, big and thing. This was a casual casual occurrence after all these conversations. Yeah, man, that's bar talk, you know, you're talking about the man beasts. Um, So I guess one night um, As Osman lay sleeping uh, Sasquatch purportedly picked him up And carried him off while he was in his sleeping bag (laughs) Osman um, He said he was uh, in his sleeping bag And like I said he he got carried across the country For three hours by the Sasquatch And that the Sasquatch dropped Osman down on a plateau Standing around him was a family of four of the creatures Albert was kept captive by the Sasquatch, meaning he became their bitch, and the captors apparently to him seemed that they were two adults and two children, and they held him captive for six days. One of the Bigfoots was reported as being about eight feet tall, and uh, although Osman had a gun with him, he did not use it um, because they had done him no harm. So he stayed with the Bigfoot family for a week, living and sleeping and basically existing with them. And while he was there under their care, Osman ate sweet tasting grass that they gave him. <laughs> Meaning. So, yeah, I, I. So I'm gonna. Uh, what you're saying is all fine and true. That's, that's, that's cool. But this is kind of how it went when they interviewed him. So um, I was out there camping in these, the Forester uh, out there in Manitoba. And uh, I heard some stuff there out there, and it seemed kind of weird. So I thought to myself, hey, this might be one of those, what do they call them? The man beast. That thing they were talking about there. And then I I heard some things, 
And then, what, don't you know? I was looking for some ketchup chips. And when I was looking for the ketchup chips, I got picked up in my sleeping bag there. You don't say. But a Mountie, a Mountie didn't catch me. And I got carried away. I got carried away by the, the beast, the man beast. So you say man beast, eh? <laughs> Did you happen to go to Tim Hortons while you were there? Get yourself a cup of coffee. I wanted to go see Rush. I want. I wanted to go see Rush, but I was kind of. Uh, it was inconvenience there, uh, because I I got picked up by the man beast. Did you happen to have some of our bacon? Eh? You know they 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 were really proud of our bacon, that Canadian bacon, eh? So, um, yeah, I I okay. So. How did he know that it was three hours? And if you're sleeping, and if you're in a sleeping bag, I don't care if you're Canadian or American, you're gonna flipping suffocate. Well, I mean, it, I mean, back then, man, maybe the uh, sleeping bags were made differently. You know, shit was oh, made so different. Canadian sleeping bag Canadian, is yeah. a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, maybe you know he had enough. Uh, he had some maple. Uh, he had maple syrup and ketchup <laughs> chips in there. <laughs> so like enough to sustain his ass. I guess uh, he had I, his morning's donuts from Tim Hortons. I guess I guess in this uh, sleeping bag he was a fly by night. <laughs> Too much? Too much? Well, you know, they do call him Tom Sawyer, but um <laughs> So <laughs> according to Osman, the female Sasquatch washed washed and stacked leaves, meaning I think she made him a bed. She was basically Whoa, saying, "Hold on. Hey, well, Poppy." We gotta make this sweet tasting <laughs> grass there, don't you know? Out of something there. That's true. So we gotta stack these leaves there. Hey, hey, you happen to see that Jim Candy movie, huh? <laughs> oh. Okay then. Jim Candy was Canadian. Yes, he was. Oh, okay. Yes, he oh, was. I said Jim, I meant John Candy, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that me. Sorry. <laughs> um, Alright, so Albert escaped by making the large male Sasquatch groggy by feeding him some snuff. <laughs> Sweet tasting grass. I think he was on snuff when he wrote this. Man. Yeah, no shit. Albert um, Osman, don't you know? They passed him ketchup chips over there. <laughs> hey, how about them frites? <laughs> So um, we were going to go play hockey. We were going to go play <laughs> hockey, but I got picked up by the Sasquatch. Yeah, he took me a took me a How long is how long is cryptid cryptozoology? Yes. Cuz I know you liked it. How long has this been studied? How long has Bigfoot <sighs> been a, a a legend because I don't know. This just uh, I mean, okay, okay. Quick, quick uh, sidetrack. Is this here, like so. the Loch Ness and the monster? It, okay, so, so I guess the theory, the the history, goes like way back, like way, way back, where you have like pictographs. Bigfoot or Loch Bigfoot. Ness? Well, I, I, yeah, I'm sure with Loch Ness as well, it goes way back. Okay, but I don't think there's like fucking armor with fucking little etchings of Nessie on there. But does does the Loch Ness monster listen to Rush? No, no. She actually she listens to the cranberries. <laughs> She likes you too. The Loch Ness yes. monster yes. is like, um, with or without you. You know, <laughs> Irish Republican Army, you know. Um, I, I, I became Irish Canadian there. But no, like <laughs> with the um, with the Bigfoot, there's like all these cave paintings with drawings from like Native Americans and like earlier civilizations where they show you know where they coexisted so and shit is it a so. neanderthal or is it a neanderthal is it a human is it what is it supposed to be because my only experience and i'm being honest yes my only experience with bigfoot is the legend of boggy creek creature part two okay um terrible film i love it yes that's my only now the thing is in that film that which is obviously a, a science fiction yes um it's this Bigfoot that kind of, you know, he doesn't really kill anybody, but he just kind of, you know, scares people. And I think, like, in general, like, I, I mean, <coughs> I could be wrong. Y'all can check me on this. You can fact check me on this. But I don't think there's ever any stories of people being killed or yeah, mauled yeah, yeah. Okay, or anything. I Nothing negative, right? Why it's always it like, go away. We live here. Leave. Like, they're trying to scare you away or some shit. 
Why is it such a mystique? And and so you said there were cave drawings or something? Yeah, like there's just reports of like cave drawings where they show like big hairy men and like families of them. Like there's one and I just saw it on YouTube. Yeah, I watch a lot of YouTube. Um and you have to when you research this shit. But like there was this one story where they showed like this ancient ass pictograph cave drawing where it's like a mound of hair with arms and a nose and tears apparently because allegedly based on what they saw in the drawing sasquatch was sad because people didn't accept the big hairy uh, man okay i get it so get it. you know so yeah it, it's maybe neanderthal or neanderthal it's yeah dude i mean honestly <laughs> like it could, could very well be it could be you know like okay like I mean, this might be a stretch, but, you know, obviously their man has evolved from several species, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? You know, from apes to where we are now, right? At least according to history, biology. So maybe one of those subsets kind of just stuck around, just kind of made it, you know? Okay. Who knows? And maybe they've evolved. Like, we've evolved from one branch. Maybe there was a, a split in the, in the tree and that branch has evolved into the Sasquatch that we know today so okay um there are if we're let's pretend for a second that this is real all right let's just let's just go on that that line that it's real yes so there are american bigfoot yes. or big feet yes big big fight no bigfoot i big, guess yeah. big, okay. or, or, or squatch i guess okay american sasquatches and the canadian sasquatches you have canadian you have okay so yeah you have american north american you have canadian you also have um uh shit like so my uh, my question to you Yeti. is does the canadian sasquatch speak french they might they okay. might yes gotcha. only when they order their um french fries with gravy <laughs> yeah <laughs> Frites, si vous plaît. <laughs> hey, um, bring me the mayo, will ya? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, you have Canadian, you have, um, oh, fucking over the Yetis, uh, over there, that side of the world. Yeah, that mead, man. <laughs> Can't think of shit right now. What Yeti? What's a Yeti? Yeti. It's like the white version, the polar version of the Bigfoot. It's like the polar bear. You have the black bear. Is it bear, the real? It's seen? Allegedly. Or, or, or is it you like know, the, the Bigfoot where it's just a legend? It, well, there's legend. And of <coughs> course, you know, you have reported stories and you have reported proof. I guess there's this one um, monk temple up in the mountains somewhere in Mongolia, I think, or somewhere over there in the mountains that they have the scalp of a Yeti. You know, a Bigfoot, and uh, I guess they did some testing, and I guess it was yak or some shit. But they they believe it to be real. So, okay. Um, but yeah, man, now Bigfoot exists everywhere. You know, he's uh he's worldwide. Well, if it was in the jungle, then it'd be the Yeti and the Serengeti. Right. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, hey. <laughs> Speaking of Serengeti, uh, so we were talking about that sweet tasting grass. Right, there we go some sweet grass so um okay so after he made the sasquatch groggy with that sweet tasting grass he uh he did not tell a story for more than 24 years after it happened for fear of being thought of a crazy motherfucker um as more sasquatch stories appeared in the press albert though decided to tell the story to a local newspaper the province in the year 1957 of our lord in 2007 the skeptic Joe Nickel, who characterized the story as more likely the result of imagination than a recollection. Critics of Osman note that he did not make the event public until 1957, 33 years after he said it took place. Now, primatologist John Napier states that Osman's story fails to convince me primarily on the grounds of the limited food resources available. Mm. You know, grass can only take you so far. <coughs> And uh, Bigfoot researcher Peter Barron, Barn, Barn, cannot accept Osman's story without more evidence. Which you know, to be fair, makes sense. I mean, you I, have his word. I was, I was kind of sitting on this story for a couple of years, and I thought, you know, after killing that last moose that I killed, I figured it was time. It was time to have my story told about the snuff that I had in my pocket, and I, I knocked out the Bigfoot with the snuff. I mean, it makes sense. You, you you gotta proceed with caution, right? Take it a grain of salt. I mean, you got a guy who's fucking ho hopped up on maple syrup and ketchup <laughs> chips, 
Who so knows? Canadians bring skull with them in their pocket? They, apparently, man. Hey, hey, Bigfoot. Hey, come here. Hey, I'm sorry. sorry. Hey, hey there. Hey there, Bigfoot. Hey, no, but you put the dip in like this. You open your lip and then you put the, the dip in like that. Okay. Keep it between the cheek and your teeth, eh? <laughs> if you swallow it, you've gone too far. Don't you know? <laughs> By the way, hey, would you like some Tim Hortons over here, eh? <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I mean, okay, so that's, in a nutshell, the story of John Osman. I mean, let, let, let's recap here. So you have this <laughs> hopped-up, high-ass Canadian lumberjack, quote-unquote, on vacation, sucking down, you know, maple syrup and ketchup chips and pommes frites well, and you know, your all camping that shit. supply is the most important thing is snuff. Yes, and he had his snuff, which, you know, apparently he had all this stuff in the sleeping bag with him. So... <laughs> One thing I remember from the story, yes, is that you know he was he was in the camping for three days, right? So in three days, on day one, some of his food was gone, right? And he thought, oh shit. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. There were right. some occurrences yeah. before this. Right, happened. occurrences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're right, you're right. So he thought, oh, it must be porcupines, <clears throat> right? So these motherfuckers yeah. like leather. So he kept his boots in his. So because of this, now mind you, he's smart. If if he's making this shit up, he's putting a lot of thought into this backstory right so yeah day one he's like hey i'm missing some pork don't you know from some of my rations over here and he <laughs> thought it was porcupines and he goes hey porcupines like leather so let me keep my boots in my sleeping bag with me so they don't fuck up my boots yes so then day two more shit was missing like he yeah, thought yeah. that things going through his stuff and it wasn't gone so he's like okay don't you know let me keep it with me in my sleeping bag over here eh <laughs> and then so he puts it in the sleeping bag with him and so i mean which makes sense but at the same time think about it man that's your whole campsite you got your fucking pots and pans you got your food you yeah, got kind your of clothes. a loud sleeping bag yeah <laughs> right and then you don't have to be a big ass sleeping bag dude you know for all that shit on top of you so yeah there there is a micron of fact of what you're saying i yes. yes now um we went camping actually this is one of the trips that we all went together um lake paris yes silver and, lake um oh and, lake paris yeah. yeah yeah lake paris and um yeah like you said we had um again not knowing we left this cantaloupe Honeydew melon? Yes, yes. One of those two. We left it out unknowingly. And uh, the next morning, yeah, it was all, it was like a tiny, like one inch hole, right? And the whole thing was hollowed out. So I'm not sure if that was raccoons. But you remember that? I don't think I was there for that one. I was there for the Silver Lake camping. I remember you telling me that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was weird. That was weird. So yeah, there is a micron. Yes, I I, I do believe that. But I mean, think about it okay again that's going to be a really uncomfortable sleeping bag you're sleeping <laughs> with your pots and pans and shoes and chips and donuts and shit like you know that's just not gonna work and and you have to make damn sure you have your snuff with you right <laughs> so i guess he woke up in the middle of the night on day on night number three and he felt like he was being carried he thought he was on a horse or something because he was this broad-backed animal and then he woke up to realize like oh shit i'm being carried away by a big hairy man this must be the big hairy man that the local natives have told me about told me about a eh? you know so then he uh, was like hey can you put me down don't you know i'll make you some pump frites over here <laughs> and i got my bacon canadian bacon so so was, was there any other like aspect of their lifestyle that he had other than so just stacking he, leaves according to <laughs> watching the sweet sweet grass uh apparently like he just they lived you know they they kept a little distance and i guess whenever he was eating stuff or whatever the male quote-unquote male bigfoot the dad figure had interest like hey what's that guy doing what's he you know what, yeah. what it yeah. is uh you know so because again he had some of his shit with him so i guess he made himself coffee he had his coffee with him that he, he had his coffee he had his snuff for sure he had his shoes and he had some of the rations right so he was munching on some some of that stuff and i guess at one point he's drinking the coffee and bigfoot reached hey give me like he reached out let me try that shit so albert handed him his mug of coffee for him to try and you know it's hot and apparently it wasn't tim horton so he didn't like it so so sasquatch <laughs> didn't like it it was bitter right you know? yeah so um <clears throat> and then you know 
little shit like that so i guess they were sharing resources and keeping each other alive and living together as one in unity i have the excerpt from the story here uh the real reason why he left he um albert said i was talking to the <clears throat> i was talking to the man beast and we were talking about who the best drummer was in canada and they disagreed with me. I told them that Neil Pert was the best drummer, and they said no. And that's when I decided to leave. That's when you gave him the snuff, eh? <laughs> so yeah, and I guess so. Albert was doing the snuff, which you know any good lumberjack will tell you that's a that's a must. And uh, Bigfoot, being the fucking greedy bastard he is, he goes, "Hey, gimme, gimme, gimme." So Albert gave him some. He gave him a little tin, and I guess the dumb fucker just put the whole thing in his mouth, and he was like. <laughs> you know that that don't taste good don't you know and stormed off and that's when uh, albert saw his chance to run and so he ran you know i don't know (laughs) i mean if you think about it parts of it like you said parts of it make sense sound reasonable some of it doesn't (laughs) i mean i I, i'm open i'm open to believe i'm just presenting facts i'm not judging either way or i'm not telling you that it's wrong i'm not telling you that's right yeah absolutely but if you really sit down and listen to the facts, I mean, there's, you know, if you go on YouTube or Google, you can Google this stuff. There's, there's actual audio of him, of his interviews. And he's telling you these stories and, uh, you know, yes, he does kind of sound like, Hey, don't know. He does. Yeah, he does. He's oh, no. He's Canadian. <laughs> no, I just, I just, you know I just what? read, I read your, uh, <laughs> I just read the, the synopsis here. So I, I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll put some of the That's, interviews. I'm two for two. Yes. Yes, you I'm are. I'm two for two you, now. Yes, you got Betty Hill yeah. right. If you listen to her. <laughs> I didn't hear Betty White before, Betty Hill, yeah. uh, before that last episode. And I didn't listen to this guy. So I'm two for two now. I'll, I'll put Bam! some, I'll put some of the interview on, on this podcast. In the house. So you guys can hear. As a matter of fact, let me put it in here. Tell us what you think of Albert's accent over here. Check it out. The next thing I, I knew, uh, I was picked up or moved. And, and first I thought I was in a snow slide or something like that, you know. And uh, uh, then I, uh, when I started to wake up, you know, I remember I was on this fishing trip and there was no snow. So uh, I didn't know what was going on until I was thrown on uh, something moving. And I, I felt uh, like it was a horse. Or that I was on horseback, uh, but after uh, going a little while, I found out that it couldn't possibly be a horse. So uh, then I started to think about what this Indian told me about Sasquatches. So, but uh, uh, I, I was trying to get at my sheet knife and cut the sack, uh, the sleeping bag, and get off all right so like i said very canadian my friend very very canadian <laughs> yes indeed so um all right i you know that's i know that was a quick one here but i thought we'd spice it up a little bit and add a little extra extra footage here for you um one thing that i did want to talk about a little bit and please do it's something i'm sure you guys have all heard of before um the fresno nightcrawler and uh, for those of you that do not know, it's also known as the Fresno Alien. So a little backstory to that is, um, like I said, the Fresno, Night, the Fresno Nightcrawler, also known as the Fresno Alien, is a cryptid that has made two appearances so far, but yet has left such a lasting impression. Um, and of course, it happened in Fresno, hence the name the Fresno Nightcrawler. Uh, Fresno, California, that is. <clears throat> and then the second one afterwards was in the Yosemite National Park which is also in California. Now, in both sightings, it's only been in, it's only been seen in video, uh, in some video footage. However, a man in Poland has also claimed to have seen the creature, which we'll see. So, uh, it remind me, what's a cryptid? So, a cryptid is the generic name for animal. Like, like so, like, Bigfoot's a cryptid, uh, Sasquatch is a cryptid, well, same shit. Uh, Nightcrawler, the Jersey Devil, these are all, like, it, it goes with cryptozoology, right? So, you have it's like a classification name like cryptids are unexplained animals or these you know whatever so is the tasmanian devil a uh, yes cryptid yeah. as well? it can be so is uh ketchup chips 
<laughs> but uh <laughs> so um the first one in fresno uh the fresno nightcrawler was seen in the caramel the caramel area the witness is a 60 year old former marine who's yet to be named and his wife who were driving near Carmel on December 12th in oh, 2014. This is yeah, oh, 2014. Okay. All right, we went from 1924. Okay. Yeah, 100 was, years in the, in the future. And that's all it takes, man. That's all it takes. Oh, yeah. Actually, 90 years, right? Okay. 24 to 2014. Yeah, 90 years. The creature has also been spotted in Yosemite, where footage was again taken from what appears to be another security camera. This time, there are two creatures. Now, just a little backstory the original Fresno Night creature is like this tall, slinky creature it's like white or light gray in color and it basically looks like a head on stilts and it's weird like it's the creepiest weirdest it looks like a freaking puppet right but it if you look at the footage you know it, it looks legit like it's walking it's definitely walking um and it's walking across a person's backyard and you see it in the security camera where it's walking from one side across the screen to the other um I like the other description, a person wearing big pants and walking on stilts. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think what they were actually looking at is David Byrne. Or no, 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 no. I, I think I've got a girlfriend who's better than that. <laughs> Nothing is better than this. I think that's I, that's probably what they were seeing. Well, I, I no? would agree. You know what? I would agree only because the color that they used. They said it was white or light gray, right? The only other thing that comes to mind, and if color wasn't a factor, it'd be all, Hammer! Hammer! They put me in the mix! Hammer! Because he got the pants, right? <laughs> uh, those those cl- closed-caption televisions, they catch it all, don't they? Yeah. Potato quality. And, of course, this one's really bad, man. It's all blurry. Um, but, yeah, like I said, the creature's also been spotting Yosemite where footage was again taken from what appears to be another security camera. This time there are two creatures, one being very small, less than 0.5 meters, and the feet of the creatures can be clearly seen, as well as what appears to be some sort of webbing connecting from How? the knees to the upper body. At nighttime? Uh, I believe this was in the afternoon, early 0. evening. 0.5 meters? Yes. So that's like this. Yeah, yeah, it's very tiny. Okay. You know, um, so yeah these are supposed to be like small creatures they're not okay, like they're not right, big right. um like the one in the fresno like it's scurrying across the yard it could be the size of like um like a pup like a poodle or some shit it's like they're small um but allegedly the creature the creature allegedly the cryptid <laughs> has also been videotaped in poland uh, and this time from what appears to be a hand handheld camera um which is based on the shakiness of the footage um the creature cannot be seen for too long but appears to have similar traits to the larger one taped in Yosemite. Now, as Tim said, it's been explained as a person with big pants, wearing big pants and walking on stilts, but it's also been explained as an alien or extraterrestrial being, a new species, possibly a primate with short arms, which if you look at the footage, it has no arms, it's all legs. It's literally head, legs, and feet. Uh, I mis- gotta check this out. Yeah, I'll, I I'll show you the out. footage right now. This, this, is, this is hilarious. Uh, it's also been called a misidentified deer standing upright, which is stupid. Um, <laughs> pants and or a puppet on a wire, which that's exactly what it looks like. And it looks and it's also been called a bird walking like a crane. Um, the description of the Fresno Nightcrawler appear to be relatively short creatures, approximately 1.5 meters to 0.5 meters with most of their height being made up of their legs as they possess an extremely small upper body. So the, the, the thing about the Fresno Nightcrawlers, one thing that is not in this story that, that uh, the main factor about them yes. is that all the Fresno Nightcrawlers own trucks and tractors. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. And um, they all work at farms. and they're Very all, good at farming as yeah, well. They're like, no mom is going on. Yes. <laughs> now nah, we're from Fresno, I see. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we're just working, cabron. We're no creatures. No uh, INS. Um, so, well, okay. I take it back. I take it back because... <laughs> As described, it's an extremely thin, white, humanoid with no discernible arms. So, yeah, no, if it was brown, it'd be another story. Um, so instead of saying, no, cabron, it's like, you know, hey, sis, get that fine ass over here. Um, a larger specimen appears to have been, ha- a larger specimen appears to have webbing connected from each knee to the torso. 
Um, the cryptids appear to have very short, thin, and stilt-like feet, and it is hard to judge the exact characteristics of the cryptids in the footage due to the short, uh, shitty, poor potato quality. Um, the Carmel area creature is tall and gray, with presumably no arms and, and long, muscular legs, and it is bipedal and walks in an odd manner with its backward-bending knees, uh, which is said it re- resembles a Fresno Nightcrawler. Also, one of the things about the uh, Fresno Nightcrawler is um, when you drive on the 5. Yes. The 5, Interstate 5. Yes. Um, off the side of the freeway, they sell oranges. Yes. And they sell apples. Wait, no, not, not apples, but they, you know. They strawberries. Strawberries. Strawberries, strawberries yes. and oranges. And, and nuts. So walnuts. Walnuts can, is huge in you Fresno. You can get your produce while yeah. seeing your alien abduction as well. Yeah, yeah. So, you can make um, your uh, strawberry bread and banana bread. Banana <laughs> walnut bread. <laughs> No, hey, cabron. Um, okay, so we'll wrap it up here. But some origins uh, of the Fresno Nightcrawler is that um, while there have been claims that they've been part of Native American folklore in the region, uh, this has also been debunked. Debunked. The first sighting of a Fresno Nightcrawler happened in Fresno. Duh, the name. <laughs> By a man named Jose. No, mom is Jose. You're kidding me. No, I'm telling you. Um, after being woken up by his barking dogs, Jose observed the nightcrawlers on his front front lawn through CCTV. He woke up his brother Ignacio <laughs> to rewatch the footage. Uh, after his brother claimed to have seen small footprints outside, but by the time investigators made it to the site, all evidence was washed away. Hmm. Wow, convenient. that never happens in any no. of these paranormal uh, uh, sightings. Never happens, man. No. After the initial sighting, the original CCTV footage was lost. Big shocker. And the only remaining footage is a grainy video recorded from a monitor. Jose had a surveillance camera watching his front lawn and looked at the camera when he heard his dog barking. Ignacio. 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 Hey, Ignacio. Hey, um, I just drank this 24 pack, right? Um... Hey. I know. I know. I just drank this twenty-four pack, but uh, check it out. Check out the video camera right there. <laughs> I, I think I saw something. <laughs> Jose, pass the old English essay. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna get turned tonight. Essay. I gotta work tomorrow, Holmes. Oh, um, in media, the Fresno Nightcrawler is most known for being one of the two featured video cases on the second episode of Sci-Fi's Factor Faked Paranormal Files. The team deemed the, deemed the Nightcrawler unexplainable, which, you know, is, is interesting because you have a full team of personnel what, looking into it. What's that fertilizer company? <laughs> uh, shit, that's a good question. Pete? Um, uh, Miracle Grow? Miracle Grow. Miracle Grow is now sponsored by Fresno Nightcrawler. Yes. Check it See, out. He knows a lot about soil. Yes. So. He, he's all about them lawns. <laughs> now there have been um some unexplainable footage of this of this thing but it's also not considered a fun urban legend and an endearing addition to pop culture some of the sightings are actually a pair of white pants being puppeteered by uh, mc hammer (laughs) uh actually no i think it's puppeteered by vanilla ice because you know he's trying to like frame mc hammer over here Oh lord! Um, and there's also been gifs created of the Fresno Nightcrawler. So yeah, man, just an interesting story. If you guys have are unfamiliar with it, YouTube it and uh, let us know what you think, man. All right, let's go get some strawberries. Let's go. Let's go. Jose. Fresno, Fresno road trip. Ignacio, let's go, cabrones. Got my tractor. Got my tractor, baby. Hey, are you gonna have potato chips over there, eh? <laughs> anyway, guys. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks again for tuning in and listening. And uh, I know we got a little silly there, but hey, why not? You know, it's fucking Sunday and we're full of mead. So um, with that being said, uh, let us know if, you know, there's anything you'd like us to talk about. Please do us a favor and show our sponsors some some, some support. Go to www.devilshigh.com and use uh, Blurred20 for 20% off your purchase. Uh, with that being said, all right, Tim, uh, thanks for coming by, and we look forward to having you here again, man. Anything else you'd like to say before you go? Thanks for having me again. Yes, sir. All anytime. Right. This is your home away from home, my friend. <laughs> you are the I only cryptid allowed here, my friend. <laughs> let's go, baby. Let's go. All right, guys. Well, you take care. Thanks for stopping by.
As always, if you have any ideas of subject matter that you would like us to cover, please don't be shy. Just go to our website at www.thelinebegins2blur.com and you can record your story on our Anchor Message Recorder. We can play that on our podcast. Or if you're feeling shy about sharing your voice with the world, you can always submit via written account using the submission form that will send us the deets directly to our email inbox. Also, we would like to thank our new sponsor, Devil's Hide. Please check out their site and show some support. You won't be disappointed, and with their awesome and creeptastic shirts, hoodies, hats, and accessories, you will definitely find something that tickles your fancy. Don't forget to use your special discount code, BLUR20, to get 20% off your order. We will be launching some Line Begins to Blur exclusives through them very soon. I will share that info with you once we are good to go. This episode was produced by me, Chris G, and most of the music and sound effects you heard today were provided by DJ Elite. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to having you come back. Until next time, take care, my friends. You've been listening to the Line Begins to Blur podcast with your host, Chris G. Join us every other week for new episodes.